I didn't want Craig to be the only one that used props, so I'm going to start doing that. Um, good morning. We are glad that you're with us this morning here at Chanel. Uh, excited for you to be here as we start a new series that we're calling Supply Lists. Um, I wanted to kind of lean into this idea that we're going back to school, we're getting back into a rhythm with things like that. That's really what I'm going for. And over the next four weeks, we're going to look at a few items that often show up on school supply lists and kind of talk about them a little bit. Like, what are the spiritual implications of maybe playing with some of these school supply items that we often see? But to introduce this, I want to tell you about the first time that Whitney and I took Judah to school. Uh, Judah went to school in 2020, which was right in the middle of the pandemic. Fun times. I think all of you are like, don't talk about it. Um, Why would you bring it up? But we took Judah to school during the pandemic. If you remember, like kids had to wear masks. They didn't shower. You just took them and put them in a vat of uh, hand sanitizer and sent them on their way. But in our experience, and like some of you, like you couldn't go into the school. So on Judah's first day of school, we in our car, we emotionally get ready for this. We drive him to school. We go through the drive through area, and his teacher comes out. She grabs his hand, and then she tells us, you know, goodbye, and, and takes Judah, and we can, we're watching him just kind of bounce into the school with a book bag that's bigger than him. I think here's a picture of the little guy there. They, they didn't know it was coming. They were not ready. Uh, Williams was not ready for this attitude that was coming their way. <clears throat> But Judah walks into the school. Again, that, that book bag is just kind of bouncing on his back as he walks in. And Winnie and I are just kind of sitting there, cars idling, and she says, he's going to do great. He's got a great teacher. Shout out Miss Rutherford, Williams Magnet. Um, he had a great teacher. She was like, he's going to make new friends. Uh, it's going to be a great experience for Judah. And Winnie waited for a response from me, and she didn't get one because... When Winnie turned and looked at me, she said, what is wrong with you? Because I am crying harder than I've ever cried in my entire life. I'm talking elephant tears, ugly crying, cars not moving. We're just, I'm gripping the steering wheel crying as I watch my boy go into school. Now, if you think that's bad, wait till baby sister goes to school. That'll be a whole other come apart. But every year Judah goes to school, it gets a little bit easier, especially the meaner these kids get, the easier it is. Like the first day of school, it's like, have at it, you know, do your best. We tried. But every, every school year gets a little bit easier, even though things change from year to year, whether that be the teacher, the classroom, the fellow students, even sometimes the schools change. But there's one thing that when I was thinking about school supply list that that really stays the same, it's it's that. That when you go and you get your school supply list, it always kind of signals that school is right around the corner. For me, I remember in Madisonville, Kentucky, going to the Walmart. That's That's how you know I'm from a small town. I went to the Walmart. And recently, a little small town politics, the Walmart's moved to Hanson. It's tearing that community apart. But... We'd go to the Walmart, and there would be a little area in the front of the store, and it would have the schools and the grades. And you would go up, and you would get your supply list, and then you would start this academic adventure inside of the Walmart. And you would go down the list, and you would check off the different things that were on your list. And even sometimes you got to go actually get your, your book bag. This is mine. This is definitely not Judas. But this is, uh, this is the book bag that I'm using as an example here, that you would get your book bag, and then you would get the items all on the list. And there was one thing as an elementary school kid that I always loved to get, and that was the crayons. Now, 
I am married to a teacher. Whitney is a teacher by trade. And I don't know if you know this, because I did not know this, that not all crayons are created equal. Uh, this is one of the hottest conversations, in, and so we're getting some teacher head nods here, that not all crayons are created equal. As for me and my household, we will serve Crayola. That is how we live. We're getting some nods here too. And so just for this example, I didn't want to be political. I did get Crayola crayons for this example. But again, we're, we're just kind of being correct. We're coming correct here at Chanel. But that was one of the things that I remembered the most about going and picking out my school supply list, was going and getting the crayons. As a kid, I loved crayons. I loved them for a lot of different reasons, uh, but mainly because you could create anything out of that. I guarantee you that this morning, that if I gave you a blank sheet of paper like this, and I gave you a box of crayons, I would lose all of your attention, right, immediately. You would start drawing, you would start coloring, you would start doing distracting things that this would be pointless for me to even be up here with it. And so yesterday what I did was I, I did an example with Isla. Judah was offered this. He said, no thanks. Um, but I said, Isla, I want to sit you here at our kitchen table. I'm going to give you a box of crayons, and I want you to take a blank piece of paper like this, and I want you to draw something. And a little bit later, she came back, and she said, here is my masterpiece. And so Isla drew this picture here. It's right here. I have it here. It'll obviously be in my office for the rest of my life. Um, but as you can tell, she, she attempted to trace her hand a little bit, um, and then she drew a uh, hearts within hearts, which I guess is just super love, is how you would describe that. Um, but I love this picture for one reason, is that I gave her these crayons and just said, just create whatever you want to. And this is what she came up with, a, an incorrect depiction of her hand, as well as uh, hearts filled with hearts. Because, I mean, the girl, just she loves everybody, she loves hearts. But think about that for just a moment. She sat at a kitchen table and took a blank piece of paper and, in my opinion, made a masterpiece. She turned something that was blank into something that had value and purpose. Now, when we go back to this example of crayons, that's really, in my opinion, what makes crayons special and magical, is that you can take a blank piece of paper, and just with time and creativity and with imagination, you can turn it into something that matters, it's something that means something that has value to someone. You see, we are instilled within us this nature to create. The first example that we get of God in Genesis chapter 1 is this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The first element, the first descriptive piece of who God is, is that God creates. God takes things that were formless, things that were empty, and gives them value. Just like that blank piece of paper a moment ago, when God gets to work, God adds purpose. God adds meaning. God adds value. The text continues that, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, the first description of what God is doing in the world is that God is adding something to something that is empty. God took crayons and added color. In this story, God took darkness and added light. It's a beautiful example of, of who God is and how God exists. But I hope that you see that it's not, that's not where the story, the example ends there. Because when we look at God's continued creation, in verse 20, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. 
so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Continuing in verse 27, whoops, 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. See, God doesn't just create the world, but God created us. And within us, like we are made in the image of God. We too, like God, are called to take our crayons and create. That desire within us to make the world better, to add color to darkness, to add light to darkness, that is because that is how we were created. God designed us with that desire, with that ability to do good things, to add purpose, to add meaning to life. And we see it all the way back in Genesis. That was God's design for us and how we were called to exist But David sees this too. See, when David starts writing psalms, there's something within David that he is attempting to articulate, that yes, we were created to do something. In Psalm 104, verse 24, How many are your works, Lord? In in wisdom you made them all, the earth is full of your creatures. The whole psalm is recognizing what God made, how God made it, and how beautiful that creation is. It's a recognition that we serve a creator God, that we serve a God that adds color and purpose to all things. But David doesn't just stop in Psalm 104. In 139, David continues, For you created my inmost being. See, David in 104 talks about recognizing what God has created. And then in 139, David says, And I see that in me too, God. I see that you have created me with passions, with desires, with hopes, God, to make the world a better place. And so David says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. David's words are someone that understands that God created him with purpose, with meaning. Not to just keep these crayons in a box, but to add color to a world that is often black and white. A world that at times is filled with darkness and sadness. We as followers and creations of God are called to take our crayons out from time to time and make the world a little bit brighter. But it's not just David that we see these examples of individuals recognizing that God called them to create. A little while ago, Anna read a scripture from uh, Exodus chapter 31. And I thought I'd mess up the the scriptures this morning because I'm going to read in just a moment from Exodus 35, which is essentially the exact same text that Anna read. But in that text, you get the example of two individuals who are commissioned to work with the tabernacle. Moses is is getting things together. He's getting the tabernacle ready. and, And he thinks, who can add color to this? Who can add meaning and value to something that needs to represent that the Creator God has called us to do this? So then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, 
silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. This does not sound like somebody who keeps his crayons in the box. This sounds like somebody that recognizes that God has, it, has put within that individual the ability to take something out of nothing and to make it beautiful. And it doesn't just stop with this guy. In verse 34, Holiab, son of that guy, I'm not even going to try to say his name like Anna did, Anna killed it, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and weavers. All of them skilled workers and designers. They are made with the spirit and the image of God. And just as these individuals from Exodus 35 are made in the spirit and image of God, you are too. God has given you a box of crayons and said, go create in your world. Whether that be at school, at work, in your family, in your neighborhood, God is asking you and commissioning you to take the skills and the passions that he has created you with and do something about them. I love the, the examples of black and white television from the 60s. One of my favorite shows growing up was Leave it to Beaver. I, possibly I connected with one of the characters. I don't know. Um, it's a deep reference. Some of you may not get it. But I loved watching Leave it to Beaver because it was the only show that we ever really watched that was in black and white. But up until like the 1960s, that's all TV was transmitted on black and white television. Now I've got a, a video here that Jack's going to show in just a moment of the first color broadcast from 1967. A television station in Iowa, WMT, uh, decided that on live air, they were going to go from a black and white transmission of television to color. Now, maybe you've seen this before, but I want you to see the, the switch, but also notice the differences. Jack, whenever you're ready, we'll show that video. And by the way, Bob, don't you think it's about time for you to move into your new color set? Well, I have one more question that maybe you can answer while I'm on my way down the studio to the new set. Just what will this change mean to the Channel 2 viewers who will still be watching us in black and white? Well, we think you'll see a big difference on black and white receivers. The new color cameras will give an improved monochrome picture, and all our new color sets here in the studio were designed with that in mind. set, Bob? Take it away in full spectrum color. Well, Doug, first I'd like to say this, that I feel doubly honored to have been chosen to be the first one involved in our big change, because there are so many much more colorful characters around here than this reporter. In the news tonight, Governor Hughes has raised doubts about Dubuque's financial flood dilemma. Well, that's Okay, I was going to say, I don't know what they're reporting on that night. Um, my example just went to the color switch. Um, so it was in 1967. If you're watching television in 1967 in Iowa, you saw this. I love this video for a lot of different reasons, but I think the thing that I love the most is they showed you the differences on live TV. Bob Runner was sitting at one desk, and it was black and white. 
with his, his station manager on his left. He gets up, uh, and then it kind of feels like moon landing-esque. It's like, are you okay there, Bob? But he, he goes over to the other desk, he sits there, and then it, it switches to full color. It's easy for us to think about television the way that we watch it today. But for a moment, think about being alive in the 1960s, watching television here in Iowa, let's make it specific to Iowa, and watching that. You'd watch black and white television your entire life. And then all of a sudden, one night, Bob Brunner's like, guess what, guys? We're going full color. Buckle up. I love that video because it shows you that, that moment of when you add color to something. When you add purpose and meaning to something. When you recognize that, that God has placed you in a position to do something. See, often I think what we do a lot of times is, is we go and we do our school supply list and we get our crayons and we're like, these crayons are perfect. Um, they, they don't need to be sharpened. They are ready to go. But what, what I want to do to protect these crayons is just kind of keep them in the box. Because it, it's safer to stay in the box. It, it's, that's how you keep these crayons in the way that you want them to be used, to be kind of protected, Right? But God doesn't want us to keep the crayons in the box. God wants us to recognize that he has given us the skills, the abilities, and friends, also the confidence to do what God has created us to do in our own worlds, in our own space. Paul talks about this. It's not just David. It's not just Moses. It's not just in Genesis. But also Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul writes, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love this passage. It's, it's one that I have in my office. It's one that I, I go to a lot. But I want us to focus real quick on verse 10. For we are God's handiwork. We are God's creation. We are made in the spirit and the image of God see that in Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. The text continues, we are created in Christ to do good works. Often we like to sit on our hands and say, you know what, God, not right now. God, I'm not ready to do this. God, I'm not prepared to do this. God, I'm not equipped to do this. But Paul doesn't leave a lot of room for excuses not to use your crayons. Paul says, that is why you exist that is why you breathe. That is why you wake up every morning is to do good works, to add value and meaning and purpose to this world, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This week, I would love it if you would get a blank piece of paper and just add some color to it. Get a box of crayons. They are on sale everywhere uh, right now, um, as I found out for this example. But I would love it if you would do something fun like that. Something fun and silly where you color something. Maybe get a coloring book. But more than that, I hope that the example of these crayons, that they represent that God has created us with a desire to add value and color to this world. We live in a world that if you just log into Facebook for five minutes, there's fighting, there's arguing, there's discouragement. Friends, as followers of Jesus, what we are called to do in those conversations, in those moments, is to take our crayons and add a little bit of color. Whether that be through encouraging, whether that be through wisdom, but we are called to do good works. 
That is why we exist, and that is why we are here. So this week, maybe get a box of crayons and add a little bit of color to your world. Let's stand and sing together.